Hey everyone, welcome to episode 60 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? All right? Yeah, I'm good from the pixel dimension. Um, <laughs> looking massively lockdowny. Uh, well, <laughs> the good thing is... The camera yeah. on to see this episode and realise, oh, geez, I really look like that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you watching on YouTube, um, <clears throat> Ben's feed is coming from the cartridge gaming era. So I'm not sure what's going mm -hmm. on. Tiff's watching The Crown. I'm going to assume it's that. Um, we can go with that i think yeah, yeah this is playing some kind of game so probably that <laughs> yeah it's all good man it's all good um other than not shaving how's things right yeah yeah pretty good um all things considered pretty good <laughs> yeah you know? yeah the world is uh it's 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 got grim again hasn't it which is a bit sad it is but you know make do it and you've got to make do keep going and uh we'll Back up on the tabletop, hopefully soon. So. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Hopefully everything's going all right, and hopefully everybody out there who's listening is all right, is well and safe. So it's episode sixty of the podcast, which is pretty sweet. I'm, I'm like, it's funny. The, the numbers are creeping up and up and up. Which should is... got, should, should got some like celebratory drinks or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, before, before prepping, Tiff was like, right, you should have wine. You should have wine. I was like, why? She's like, do a wine cast, Ben. Do a wine cast. I'll like, be absolutely 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just smashed. Well, I'm trying. We're doing the whole healthy start to January thing, and it's, it's, I'm not eating it a lot. Mm -hmm. I was like, if I drink wine, I'll just be a state. Um, yeah. yeah. Wine, beer, <laughs> it's whatever. A month's allowance of calorie, yeah. calories. Or something like that. <laughs> That's it. I was like, I don't know how many points that is, but yeah. Um, I imagine <laughs> all of them. Anyway, Ben, episode 60. What are we talking about today? Uh, today we're going to be talking about Blood Bowl Sevens, our favourite topic. Oh yeah. Um, we'll also be having a first look at some tournament formats, various tournaments formats we've seen, and also the usual games, hobby, and stuff like that. That's right. We've uh, we've talked Blood Bowl 2020 to death, and uh, there's nothing new coming for the time being. We're waiting for the NAF to update the uh, Blood Bowl Sevens set. Hasn't happened yet. Doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So we updated it ourselves. We're going to talk through that, but we're just going to talk through how Sevens is going to play out really with the change of Blood Bowl 2020 and then yeah we've got the first few tournaments of the year um have kicked off yep. um obviously nowhere near here um there's a it's, it's America and Australia and um it's cool to see that's so what we're going to do is we're going to look at the formats and we're going to speculate what tournaments are going to look like when the world fully reopens so uh without yeah without further ado yeah we'll, we'll we'll bounce straight into news because we've actually got a couple of things to talk about this week Okay, it's Blood Bowl news. So we did get a little bit from Games Workshop. Not a lot, but we've seen another miniature. They've revealed Gretchen. So put the link in the show notes and we'll just talk through this. So they released one of the pitch side reports that they said they were going to be doing regularly. I don't know if they said monthly or just more often. And they have spoiled the Gretchen miniature, which just looks like halfway between a banshee and a human catcher, basically. It's got human catcher armor and just ghost form with the classic ball and chain joke there on the bottom um what do, you, what, what do you think to the mini man i actually really like this mini i like it i think 
the hands personally could be a bit more claw-like to fit the artwork. Otherwise, I think it's a pretty cool mini. Yeah, you are right. It doesn't look an awful lot like the art. Um, no. But I think that's fine, because the miniature, I think, looks better than the art. Uh, she's got slightly more of a nose, anyway. The art that was in... This is old art now, isn't it? I say old art. This is from, this yeah. is from like the olden days of 2018, where we could go outside. There was... There was this is the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like substance this new mini. I think like there's stuff to paint. I feel like if it was like the old one, you like it would fall apart on the first block. Like as soon as you like laid it down, it would just so I'm kind of like glad there's a bit of chunk to this new one. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you actually. I like the whole chains thing and she's clearly not got legs, yeah. even though the shape of the legs is in the, the dress. It's clever. It's like how the ghosts in the necromantic team have like you can see a helmet under there <laughs> yeah it's like the spirit is there and it's being like somewhat like semi-corporeal but you know invisible the, the, cool. the really funny thing is um the internet was immediately like yep yeah, she's definitely got hands uh <laughs> because the star yeah. player doesn't have hands because it has no hands rule and, i know uh, we, we all know that's to represent being a ghost and stuff and that's absolutely fine it was just really funny how the first i think literally the first comment i read was She's clearly got hands, Ben. <laughs> okay, yeah. brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Um, Gretchen, Gretchen, though, it's a lovely miniature. I, I'm just not convinced we're going to see her on the tabletop very often, which is a shame. Because I just think it's the rules, right? Yeah, man. I think it's the cost. It's just 260k movement, seven strength, three agility, two plus armor, nine plus disturbing presence, dodge, foul appearance, jump up, loner, four plus no hands, regeneration, shadowing, and sidestep. And once per game, after making an agility test, she can add it. She can add a strength to it, so basically plus three to a dodge. So that, she's like once per game, she will just go into any cage anywhere and make a one die block. Yeah, uh, but she's got no combat powers. If she had wrestle, even even just wrestle, she'd be a tank. <laughs> It'd be something. Yeah, but for two hundred and sixty k, the problem is that Wilhelm Cheney is just so much better. Um, yeah, it's always the case, and there's just better things to take, and it's just a real no-brainer thing, and stronger, and can you, and you know, handle the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of a shame. However, the mini is absolutely it lovely. Would, yeah, if if you are fortunate enough to get your hands on one, I think it would be a nice alternative uh, wraith in the necromantic team, at least. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, She'd be a pretty good wraith if, like, one levels up, especially you could really identify it as being like a star wraith. Yeah, like I think your own wraith. I tell you what, I've seen absolute tons of people use um, like alternate wraiths. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favourites, I think I chucked it into the group chat, was someone's t- just taken the whites from the undead team and just painted them as ghosts. Like that's Clever. literally it, Simple. and it yeah. looks awesome. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, you, you, you've got this. And then you know, he's just got the two ghost villages. So it's a really good way to combine the undead team because um, I'm not a fan of the ghouls from the necromantic team. But I'm basically a fan mm-hmm. of everything else in that team. So if you've got both your zombies and things like that, it, it's a good way to kind of just build your teams to be two teams. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Um, this is going to be Forge World, though, isn't it? Or at least... Think so. Does it say specifically? But I imagine it would be, right? I think it's because it goes for pre-order on the 29th. What's that? Is that next week? Right. Yeah. So Friday. this podcast comes out on Saturday the... Oh, I don't know. 20th i don't even know what the day is anymore 
Saturday the 23rd. <laughs> Saturday before then. <laughs> yeah. So when you hear this podcast, it'll be coming out for pre-order on the Friday. And which that means we're pretty guaranteed that's going to be um, Forge World, isn't it? Forge World stuff goes up on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be £24 for the minute. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that is the price of the necromantic team. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's more. It's, the necromantic yeah. team is like £20.75p and p or something from any third party. So, yeah, it's it's Probably really it. There's no need. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Just baffling. I mean, I've got Roxana. I've got a couple of other Forge World villages. Because when you run out of teams to buy, picking up something for £25, you know, and you, when you've got a down month, when you've got a hobby month, it's kind of like nice like it's just you know you can pick up a miniature to paint it's like i'm gonna my, my paint project this month is gonna be roxana dark nail or you know yeah um uh, or gretchen because this model does look sweet um i just it is nice it is nice is it 24 pounds nice oh it's just eight pounds you can get the mermon banshees and you're done <laughs> <laughs> twice over just go halves with someone and for four pounds you can have both white both wave ghosts uh i don't know it's cool and it's great to see more releases come out was that yeah Yeah. no i was gonna say then those banshees are also really really nice models yeah the normal ones are really sweet i need to dig out the um because there's rules for them in um underworlds i think i think those four mermorn banshees form uh, an underworlds team oh okay oh yeah no they do yeah because they did the one where it's just sort of like existing kits didn't they yeah yeah and i really like those miniatures and i've got an i've got a sealed box somewhere in the cupboard um and it gives you an excuse to kind of paint for blood bowl and for underworlds i was like oh multiple hobby goals here um (laughs) anyway justification yeah well that's it you need to justify your actions um yeah gretchen coming out soon um that will be everything but rumbelow uh everybody but rumbelow then and I don't know. Do you think we're going to see the the undead guys soon? Uh, what the Wilhelm and Scroll. Frankenstein? Well, Scroll's been spoiled, hasn't he? Um, oh, do you mean like for the the uh, necromantics? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, the Spike Eleven yeah. guys. So Wilhelm. Yeah, I Cheney. think so. Yeah, I, I would like to at least. I think there's, you know, you can kind of guarantee whatever they are, they're going to be very cool. So, so what did we say last last podcast? Uh, I said we we're going to see a Squig team this year. You said you're going to see a Slanesh team this year, or a Slanesh player yes. uh, versus a Squig player. Uh, do you think we'll see another team before we see the Spike Eleven stars? Because yes. you, you I think, think we so. will. You think we will? Yeah, I think you. I think we will. I think they the sort of progression moves a bit faster. I think for teams than the Forge World stuff. Yeah, that's got to be a Games Workshop Forge World split. I mean, we're still waiting on most of the Horus Heresy stuff from like four years ago that's true uh, which that is, is very true which is a shame because all the marines got bigger now so you just it's it's not an ideal situation for that game uh, but yeah blood bowl wise gretchen's coming and that's pretty cool and i would i would expect maybe to see scroll on order at the same day i think i will pick up scroll like regardless yeah i of think price weirdly i think i prefer this miniature but scroll is a but scroll is infinitely more useful as a player. i completely agree Actually, with you but, uh yeah. Would it be the worst thing in the world to just glue a ball to this model's hand and use it as scroll? <laughs> just, yeah. uh, I'll meet your halfway games workshop. I'll take the really nice miniature. Um, I actually do really like scroll as well. The the flame artwork. Oh, this one's got flame artwork as well. Yeah, they both got that. Yeah, which is very old school. Which is fancy. 
Um, but yes, that is it for miniatures news. There is a couple of Kickstarters coming soon, um, but they're not live yet. We'll tell you when they go live and just keep an eye on the YouTube channel. And I'll go through like what's coming up and, and the different things. I had a look at the, the WA Games ones coming and there's a few other ones that I've got some got some miniatures worth picking up and it's pretty cool so next thing oh yes of course we're going to talk about this so we talked last episode the episode before about doing a fumble tournament uh, we ended up deciding against it because there is a NAF tournament that's going to happen around about the exact same timeline Mm-hmm. So we thought actually that seems that seems a bit silly. Uh, if there's a, I mean, I know we go for the silly teams, but actually, if there's going to be a big, cool, high-profile tournament, it makes way more sense to just yeah, just have more players at the same time. Yeah, because right? I would like to take part in this one, and I wouldn't have time to take part in two tournaments. I think uh, so. I, I I like this. I like the idea. So this is going to be Steel Bowl Online 2020. So Steel Bowl is a yearly actual real life tournament, but the whole idea is it's a it's a tournament that allows you to say farewell in British fashion to Blood Bowl 2016 rules on Fumble. As it's looking right now, this will be the last NAF tournament before everything officially switches to Blood Bowl 2020. Um, so this podcast is coming out on the 23rd. You need to get your teams in on the 23rd. So if you're listening today hurry up and get your teams in um it's funny like it's a naf tournament on fumble i love fumble and i tend to keep an eye on what's happening in the naf and i've completely missed this one um if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for uh or mike davies messaging me saying hey can you get the word out about this one i don't think i would have known it was going on um, yeah i mean i, I guess I've, I've sort of dipped off social media as well because i didn't know about this but i guess um yeah unless you get told about it it's difficult yeah so this this could be cool so the it is a six-round tournament, one a week, and that's kind of... I think that works so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we've one done. One a week is always us. good. It's like not too much, not too little. Yeah, it's, it's enough. I mean, we've got the Wobble Fumble League on the moment. That's one game a week. I've got my yeah. game against Milton tomorrow night. That'll be quite entertaining. Um, I goaded him, and he's gone with Bretonians just to make the most of them. <laughs> <while they're still... laughs> so it's going to be Slan versus Bretonian in the Wobble League. Wow. Yeah, I know. Just get the games in now while you can before Bretonian disappear and all the slans' uh, ability to pass the ball goes away. Um, but back back on this tournament, uh, it's an interesting build. Basically, it's um, it's got six tiers. It's twelve hundred k, and you get some skills as well. Um, it cannot be combined with the initial team budget. Tier one teams: Dark Elf, Lizards, Wood Elves, Undead get a hundred. Tier Two is Amazon's Chaos Dwarf Dwarf Norse Skaven get 130. So the fact that Skaven get 130 is actually quite interesting to me. Um, there's no skill stacking. The same skill can be bought two times max. It's all really kind of ordinary stuff that you saw back in the day in Blood Bowl 16. Um, mm-hmm. Tier 3, Bretonians, Elven Union, High Elf, Human, Necromantic. Old World Alliance and Orc. Interesting to see Old World in Blood Bowl 2016 at Tier 3. Um, and uh, just Renegades at Tier 4. Renegades and Tomb Kings. And then everybody else is tier 5, with the exception of all four stunty teams, which get 230k's worth of stats. So, that's pretty cool. Quite a lot. Yeah, it's an absolute ton of stuff, but I just don't think the stunt the stunty teams get so much better in Blood Bowl 2020 that yeah. I, they just don't seem as fun in Blood Bowl 2006. I love I love Snotlings. When I played Snotlings on Fumble in the new in how they are now, and um they're okay. But because they drop 25% in price, they go down from 20k to 15k, you just get an absolute, you get a load more stuff 
it's funny to mm-hmm. say obviously you, you know you get like an extra 40k which is another re-roll most of another re-roll and stuff and and I like I like the Blood Bowl 2020 rules. I've come to really like them. But yeah, uh, get you registered in on the 23rd. The first round's 25th to the 31st of January. It's going all the way up. And the sixth round is the 1st of March to the 7th of March. Um, and it is a classic fumble tournament. So you get paired up, then PM your opponent, get it booked in. Um, uh, just I think it's going to be good fun. It is NAF. If you are NAF, you can get rankings for your 2016 version of your rankings that's, that's the, the naf it's not it's not naf it's, a, oh, yeah. it's i'm sure it'll be a good tournament it's not a <laughs> yeah. naf tournament it shouldn't a... be a naf tournament it should be a fumble <laughs> fantastic tournament with loads of cool sound effects and stuff um uh yeah so now there is a naf tournament and i'll put it in the show notes uh it is steel bowl online 2020 so you still got a little bit of time to get signed up come and join in i'm going to be playing uh, i think i'm going to put a little post up a little video on youtube and just get people to pick what team i apply with because i think that'll be quite entertaining um it'll probably be snotlings so <laughs> but you know of course it will yeah uh, snotlings are good usually isn't it yeah what could you do so news wise that is it for bits and bobs hopefully we'll see some more of the stuff that's upcoming land in the next couple of weeks um but we do have a couple of patreon shout outs to say so we do have a patreon where you can um get access to our content early and um we'll ask you questions we've got a competition go we do competition every month we've got a name my necromantic team one at the moment and uh, there's some fun ones there because i'm going with a spider theme and i just don't know what to name them so you got the patreon team are helping with that when i get surprised and uh yeah so We've got a few thank yous to say. We've got a ton of uh, new patrons this month. So I just want to say thank you to Stony No Name, uh, Carlos Gill, Sundered Psyche, Cooper Stokes, Owen Crossweller, Anthony Sweetman, Dean Goldsmith, Clive the Kiwi, Jeffrey Polly, Paul Harrison, TD Customs, Anton Nistrom, Dan Roundtree. And also Robbo Whale, Adam Pike, Enning Horgham, David Coman Heidi, Indre Merg Sabraton, Nick Roberts, John Redmond, Oscar Hager, Stephen Knowles, Steve Wolfhard, Charlie Vanderbom, Jared, Xavier Dunwich, and Dave Dragon. Uh, I, I think I I'd assume that somehow we've got it wrong, but that Sindre that was that was good. That was well done. I think I, you just got to go for it. I'm sure I did it wrong, <laughs> but I have the confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it sounded promising, even if we got it wrong. So sorry if we got it wrong, but yeah, thank you to everybody who supports the show by messaging, by taking part in what we do, or by joining us on Patreon. It's just um, it's just awesome. It's i'm gonna be honest with you it's really helping me keep going this year um it's funny i was talking to somebody um phil earlier today who's got in contact and he was like just having a little chat and i was like actually you know being able to talk with all of you guys about blood bowl has really distracted me this year and it's been really sweet and it's been really fun i've actually had for a lot of the time quite quite a lot of fun this year and that's been nice mm. 2021 though looks garbage so far so that's uh that's awesome so <laughs> hey, it redeem itself if we can play blood bowl on tabletop at some point this year oh, who knows when it will be but we can play we can get our leagues done this year fingers crossed so, so it might be a good year so we can go into kind of uh spitballing now uh i think march might be too early for a tournament mm-hmm. maybe april though maybe april maybe may might happen might uh, happen it would be nice if I could get married in May. That would be sweet. We're not doing a big. We're not doing a wedding. Wedding. We've pushed the venue back for a year, so we're doing like a one-year anniversary party instead. 
which oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, hopefully we can get away without most of the wedding tax that way as well. So because it's no, yeah, it's no, it's no longer a wedding. So we're still getting married in theory, unless everything goes to absolute heck. But um, yeah, if we could find a way to sneak in a tournament, I imagine it's going to be. I mean, we'll talk more about this in the tournaments bit, Ben. But you, I, I imagine it's going to be like pods, like we did. Um, at Mega Ball, Mega Ball. Yeah, that did work though. I was I was quite a fan of that format. So um, yeah, no, I think it could work. I, I think it will be that if it's that early. Maybe later in the year. Again, we don't know. I think they said in the UK they're trying to vaccinate every adult by September. Yeah. Um, that's probably going to change. Um, it's probably going to be. I mean, that would be a good sign at least. Surely. Yeah, that would be really, really, really cool. But yeah, I think if you think about the timeline, there's there's a high probability this entire year is going to be restricted uh, on tournaments and things like this this whole year. Because if they're going for the vaccinations in UK for September, then realistically, there's still going to be restrictions in place up to September. And then it's Christmas and winter. And I think, yeah. So, all right. Uh, we'll better get planning our 2022 tournaments. Um, <laughs> but we'll still, uh, we'll still do what we can. Because, yeah, it would be sweet to make the most of this new edition and these new teams because there's an absolute ton of cool stuff but we'll talk more about that in tournaments um ben i think we've wrapped up everything for news yeah i think so all right let's let's have a chat about hobby so ben you i can see you've been doing some hobby while we're recording i've seen your little 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 bits of printed resin looks like been floating around just at the bottom of the camera screen what's what are you working on man (laughs) Yeah, uh, just randomly, I decided to print out a ball centaur today. Don't know if that's going to show up on camera. I'll just do that. Uh, yeah, oh, that's um, showing up. Kind of, yeah, so I've I've got a little like side project um, with some printed dwarves for AOS. But um, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not meaning to go back to them anytime soon, really. But I thought I just had some time today. I'll put something on to print, and this went on. And I was thinking it would be good to have in time for the podcast because I wanted to see. If it would fit on a Blood Bowl base. That guy looked because, pretty big. That guy looks pretty big. Yeah, but snipping the weapons, that's on a 40 mil. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that that fits on a pitch. <laughs> oh, that definitely fits on a pitch. So that's a pretty good option for Chaos Teams, and that is from Lost Kingdom Miniatures as well. So right, I need to... have access to a printer, that's a pretty good shout for Bull Centaurs, because they look... I think I need to not look at this because yeah, for, your, for the sake of your wallet, oh. you said you wanted to get married at some point this year. Yeah. <laughs> you need to save the pennies. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have yes. Well, right, we were talking about this before the show. Oh, these are really cool. Ah, ah. That is cool. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. We were talking about um, printing and stuff just before because I was saying that Craig is. Um, all of our local guys has uh, got me to print out a big, big, big ghost thing. And one of the prints, one of the pieces is like 18 hours. And Ben was like, you need to make sure that's going to fit. I was like, yeah. So I, I tried desperately to find something to print for me overnight tonight just because I've got space in the schedule. And um, yeah, it's just so easy to find stuff. But it's picking stuff that you just... Because you can just come back to it. You can just print it. So you got me to sign up. Yeah. Was it was it literally on the podcast last time? To I think An- it was, Anvil. Yeah. To Anvil. I'm not going to sign up to these guys. But they he was do. Arch villain, wasn't it? Oh, uh, that was it. Yeah, I was already yeah. part of Anvil. Uh, yeah, Arch villain. <laughs> that um, was another one. <laughs> yeah. Have you got the? Uh, have you seen? Did you get all their stuff they released last month? 
Well, the arch-villain one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've got it yet. I think it's still valid because it's still January. Yeah. But, uh... I downloaded it today. It's like three gig. Um, yeah, it's big, isn't it? But there's some really cool Slanesh demons and some Zinch demons on there. So I've I've, I've prepped up. Um, they've got like this Keeper of Secrets. So, but it mm-hmm. looks like old school. It's got the claws and everything. It just looks amazing. And I've is that pre- the snake one? Uh, no, or that the no. One? It's the just the regular demon guy. Four arms, two claw arms, a kind of ram head. Uh, oh yeah, yeah really, it. really cool. And um, I was like, oh yeah, because you know, at some point, like Ben said, there's going to be a Slanesh team that'll be worth printing for the Blood Bowl pitch. But I ended up going with some Punga no. stuff instead. Uh, printing off a, a Rat Ogre and. Um, Went to Duncan Shadow Luca and printed out a couple of chain guns because I just love Skaven. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to get the printer going on. But the thing we were talking about is um, how I've I've de- I've declared that I've saved money this month but with the point of the printer. Because I was just like, I, I technically had last week off. It went terribly wrong. I ended up working for two and a half days of it um, because the world is just in, in a difficult spot at the moment. And... Um, yeah, I was like sitting at home. I was looking through the employment website. That's this is not a plug. I legitimately was mostly because I was like, I could swing by there on my way home, and uh, do click and collect, and uh, that'll be fine. And I could get some Mantic boats because Mantic have got a naval game, and I was like, they're pretty cool. Like I could pick up one of those or a little starter fleet of those, and then got a nice little project. And I started thinking, and I was like, right, I think this is going to have to be a sleep test thing. You know, it's it's kind of on my way home from where I'm going tomorrow at work. So, you know, uh, then I was like, actually, Ben, just just print it. I was like, oh, yeah, I, what am I going to do? I'm not going to play this game. I The models look cool, but really what am I in? The, I'm in the mood for fantasy boats for some random reason, because it was like quarter past 12 at night. And you're just kind of like, yeah, you know what? I do really want to play with cannons. And then, um, yeah, so I printed some boats. And they're That's sitting awesome. over there, unprimed and unpainted and in a pile, uh, which is, I imagine, exactly what the Mantic ones would have done. Uh, but that would have cost me like £35 plus petrol. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. it's pretty good. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good for a consumer, at least. Um, and it's good for the original artist, because I guess the money is kind of, you just send it directly to people who make the model and there's no in-between. It's not going anywhere else. So, um yeah it is i'll I'll still find a way to buy things from entoyment this month absolutely Uh, (laughs) yeah every every day i'm browsing board games yeah oh that's some good board games so other than printing the chaos dwarf for that's the is that the the dwarf armor you painted over like 24 hours with your it's the one i tried and started and and i really don't like any of it so it's all getting stripped (laughs) with the cool flame (laughs) dudes yeah, I might keep them, them, but I think I broke a couple when I put them in storage. So, um, oh yeah, I'll probably feeling. redo them. Yeah, storage is just yeah. where miniatures go to die. Uh, you it is, yeah. Never, it's where all the spears never, snap. And... Yeah, you, you never get them back. You end up just buying more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just much easier. So, you've got the Chaos Dwarf on the go. Is that going to lead to a Chaos Dwarf Blood Bowl team? I, I'd like one. Yeah, I'm, I'm still... Like, again, I've got a lot of projects to do, and I'm trying not to spend money at the moment. Um, that is very responsible. Trying, like it's been, I think, three days. It's going well, um, and <laughs> yeah, like maybe one day I want to see what comes out. I like Games Workshop might release one. I know we've discussed the concept of a new Chaos Off team, even if it's different in theme. Um, but it's kind of just something that I can go to if I want to, and that's that. I think that's what you were saying. Where 
stuff would normally cost money. It's nice to have something which you can kind of just be like, oh, I'll just print and paint that today. Yeah, it when, it's a, when it's a fancy, like when it's just something that's just going to go on the pile and, you know, just you've just got that consumer thing. Uh, like, oh, I just yeah. want I want something like this to paint and play. And yeah, I, you, you get access to it with the printer. It's really, really, really cool. I mean, the Patreons out there are just fantastic. Like, yeah, the, the absolutely. Pungle, it's the, so good value. Oh. It's worth just following them because you can follow them on Patreon. It won't cost you anything. Just to see what comes up. And then if something comes up and you're just like, actually, that's really nice. You can just follow it. You can just get the month and then it'll be like, you know, like a tenner. And then just get all the files, download it, and then see if you want. Um, I, I really like it as a model. I know it's a little bit weird as a model. Um, I think a lot of companies are trying to move away from it. It's especially a nightmare when you need to store them. Like you said, this one was three gigabytes. That becomes a real yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some companies use my mini factory, which is really good because that creates like a library for you. Uh, I've got I don't a couple know if I of those. That. Actually, oh, carry on. Carry I've on. got I've got a couple of um, I've backed a couple of things where they've gone to my mini factory to to distribute, uh, which means you yeah. just kind of have to pick. But yeah, man, the anxiety of the Patreon is real. It's like, oh gosh, if I don't download these, they're gone, and then I have to be a nuisance and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> I went as far as uh, over Christmas. I got a Raspberry Pi, and um, like specifically, it was something I asked for. Uh, and I'm gonna try and make a little home storage network thing. So I've got a big hard drive. So I'm gonna try and rig oh, that all wow. up and have a little home cloud network to store all the files on, and then just be able to take them off my, off and put them on the printer. Um, so that's the goal. Like that will never happen, obviously, because I'm really lazy. But yeah, <laughs> no, that, I don't know, there. man. That's 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 the dream, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just because I'm fed up storing everything and taking up my computer space. It's like 200 gigabytes of the stuff now. It's mental. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Um, yeah. I read that soon. It's, well, I, I think I'm on the way there. Which I think is... you probably actually have more than me <laughs> from seeing how much you've printed. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Been on, been on printer heat, which is pretty sweet. Um, however... And I was a bit worried about this, and I have said this just now, like, oh, I saved myself money. But that's only because it, it would have been money that I would have wasted for a project that I really would have never really done anything with. Like, I... Yeah, that's the thing. And I cannot stress this enough. I've got a printer. You warned me, Ben. But we were talking about it in our group chat earlier about miniatures and printing, and I think we should talk about that in a sec. But, um, yeah. God, I would just buy stuff instead of print it most of the time like just hands down like i just there are the, definitely things yeah it's just like the games workshop teams the, the value i 100 percent. yeah and we see third party teams that land about 60 pounds or you know like 50 to 60 pounds i think i think i would rather pay 50 pounds for a team than try and print one over the space of seven days worth of printing and cleaning and doing it i'm like ooh, i i that's kind of we've we've spoken about 80 pounds for the, for the kickstarters and stuff and that's on the large end but mm -hmm. i think stuff that's 60 pounds or less like the fanath dwarfs team that was 50 something pounds with postage like if i got the option to have the stls or to just buy the team and i needed one team okay this is the thing like you, the cool thing when you get the stls you can just print a whole bunch of stuff and you can just have more and more um but it just adds to the pile i think i think i'd rather just buy a team for 50 pounds 
I, I, I actually agree. Yeah, and it's something which I don't think... Like, I know 3D printing is a topic which some people really hate. Um, it's like... Because for a multitude of reasons, some people... It's, it's definitely a contentious topic. Um, it's got, you know, sort of internal politics all surrounding it as well as, like, it's potentially infringing on IP. It's things like that, um, which, yeah, we can talk about. But um, I, I think it, it's just something that... It, it's it's really growing. Um, it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. It, not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, but it's remarkably close, isn't it? Yes, incredibly so. And for stuff like D&D, if you're into D&D and you're like a DM and you want to use miniatures, it's like the best thing you can ever get. Um, I it's think, like the best thing you can get. I think there is a market. Now, Ben, you've probably already been there and you've already seen it and you're probably about to say, yeah, it's this game. But, you know, you've got that little warband of like samurai dudes and there's just so many cool like little groups of miniatures you could put together as a team i just feel like if there was one kind of uniting skirmish game that was just bring a bunch of miniatures you like and find an easy way to kind of point them up into bat and to have them work together or whatever i just think it would just be phenomenal for printing um, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Like even one-page rules, I know I've mentioned that in the group a few times. Yeah, that's pretty have, yeah. good. If you want like games, like that's like based on Warhammer, but you know it's loose and it's a simple game. It's an actual full-on war game you could entirely print if you wanted to. Um, I-, I think way definitely piggybacking off of that. I think it actually really opens up design space for companies and groups and even individuals to make rules because now you can design a miniatures game knowing that people who have access to a printer, which are every week coming down in price. Oh, maybe that's exaggerating. Probably every couple of months um, <laughs> coming down in price and only going to get cheaper. Um, you can design a game that people can just use whatever they want because there is so much out there now. You can pretty much get anything. And that that's um, why, uh, that's what, that was the angle we took with Engage when we did Engage. Because... Yeah. It was. It was basically we had we had a we had a classic tagline. It was uh, Red Wyvern Games, another way to play. Because you've already got the miniatures, right? You've already got. If you want to play a spaceship war game, you've already got spaceships because spaceships are cool. Whether it's you're a Star Trek guy, you're a Battlefleet Gothic guy, but you know it's the same can be said of like some kind of sci-fi, uh, mm-hmm. some kind of sci-fi rules because you've got anything. And the thing could also kind of be said for Blood Bowl rules. For Blood Bowl fantasy miniatures, there is there is Blood Bowl. There's been a couple of other alternative games that have kind of tried to fit in. Um, but even if it's just a way of having some kind of RPG style build a characterful team of Blood Bowl, and you do it like that because you can print off a couple of big guys, a couple of positionals, and you you can just turn up with your skirmish team for Blood Bowl. Now Sevens fits in this brilliantly, but I don't know whether it's anything just it would just be sweet to have purpose because the chat we had earlier was in our group chat where we do regular game and i know this is kind of off topic from blood bowl but it's war gaming um about how do you feel about somebody turning up with an entirely printed army of stuff now mm. my background is warhammer and then other stuff so spaceship gaming in a, in a fleet That'd be any option <laughs> well yeah you've got printed miniatures you've got ground zero games you've got brigade you've got all sorts of stuff it it doesn't matter that's just what you've chosen and then the rules work around it and it's brilliant and it's just really interesting to hear some the way some people feel about having 
Like, well, you yeah, because you were talking about doing some kind of like was it Imperial Guard? Yeah, yeah. And interestingly enough, the big ghost that Craig's got, um, me to print him. There's a bunch of stuff that are basically chain rasps and things for AOS. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, oh, that'd be sweet. Because the I think the advantage of printing things is you can print one cool thing randomly whenever you want for, for free. It's never for free. It's there's a ton of effort and there's at least, you know, it's at least five pounds for a good SDL on the way up to $15 is kind of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then there's the effort and the resin and the electricity and everything. So nothing, nothing free. It's just the ease of it. But you know you can go from that and then it's like you can print a billion of stuff once you've figured out how to print a thing you can just take it off press print clean it up you go but yeah that's that's the advantage and that from a blood bowl point of view awesome for linemen um you know <laughs> but, yeah but i think that's kind of that's the two things for printers you can print one sweet thing or you can get something you want to print a ton of which is great for tournament support which you helped us with with Mega Bowl, but when it comes to the one-off, I'm well up for just buying and paying somebody else to print a thing for me, because yeah, it's just it's ten pounds to have a miniature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I needed a horde of zombies. Um, I got five really good zombies, and that makes uh, like I think forty even, like really nice zombies to get forty really good zombie models is expensive. Thirty pounds plus IRL, and that's with Mantic yeah. zombies. This was like. <laughs> and i've got like 40 zombies yeah. plus i guess the um the, the printing stuff which it, yeah definitely is to be factored in but yeah but yeah so it, even when you have a plate full of stuff you just run it several times again and again not too bad so when you've got an army or well let's 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 focus this on a blood bowl point of view i generally think in blood bowl if you can tell what the positionals are I, it doesn't really matter what the models are as long as they're kind of it just doesn't matter what they are and then i think was it you that brought up the lego comment then or was it ian yeah so i've seen that argument before it's like well then what if someone turns up with lego like is that okay but if they if that's what they want to run it with it is a board game but i don't know if that's the yeah. difference between blood bowl which you could just play with counters because you literally could yeah you- i don't think it's hard and fast really i think it's is that is that a phrase? Is that even a phrase? I don't think I don't think it's it's set in stone. There you go. I'll use a different phrase that I just came to mind. I, I think it's um it's a social contract. You have to make sure you're not making the other person in any way not wanting to play. Like if if someone turns up with Lego, I I like Blood Bowl for the theme and stuff like that. In my opinion, that's kind of detracting away from my experience and i would hope the other person can understand that in the same way if i turned up with i mean you could even argue unpainted miniatures as a thing well maybe that's i was gonna go straight into that i would rather play um with somebody's lego thing that's themed out and they've got four batmans and they're their blitzers and (laughs) and just you know uh primed human team number 75 uh like but it's a board game but I think yeah. we were kind of talking more along the lines of miniatures games, weren't we? Um, yeah. Because the aesthetic is so much. When you don't have a grid, you don't have a board, the aesthetic is the game. Yeah, like like you can use Warhammer 40k, for an example, right? Yeah. Sigma. You know, that, that, is a, that is big on the aesthetic. It is not really the same game with tokens. 
No, you're massively, massively right. Technically, could play it, but I, I'd argue you're not even playing it at that point because I think such a big part of it is the visual experience. I think the danger is with a game like 40k and AOS is, um, I think the rules are so, like, important that the skin is 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 really important to just distract you away from the obvious engine underneath. Uh, I really do think that the only difference then, if you're not using miniatures, is that this model has a DPS of this, and and it's just it's tricky. Yeah. Whereas in Blood Bowl, there is kind of like a unified like everybody is this, but some people are just slightly better than others. Um, and then there is yeah. a, there is a cool theme, but actually, if you want to use ninjas to represent your wood elves, I'm like, yeah, all right. And if you want to use your slan team to represent pro elves, and you're like, yep, yeah, they're slan, they're dodgy, they don't have leap, these guys are just agile. I'm like, sweet. Which ones are the ones I need to kill? You know, it's. I mean, I we we play fumble, and you can barely tell the like the positions apart in that sometimes. Oh, <laughs> that is harsh, but fair. Um, yeah, the good thing is you can kind of hover over them. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, sorry, that that opinion is purely based on the nurgling team. That team is impossible. Oh to play my god, because that there was are like carnage. five nurgling types that all look the same. Well, Morpheus, who now does the was it Squad Chaos podcast? He's um, yeah. He just plays with the. Um, you can turn the graphics off, and you have like little circles with initials. Oh, okay. That works. try and make it easier. Yeah. Well, that's like playing with tokens, like you said. It is playing with tokens, except there are there was this one team who was playing. I think it was in Bonehead Bowl, and um, they had like it was it was it was playing against the um, the clan pestilence team, and there's like three positionals that all have like PR. <laughs> it was carnage, <laughs> and the really funny thing is with the uh, with the sprites, it wasn't much better. Um, I do like that team. That was a cool team. I hope we see these secret teams come back in Blood Bowl 2020. Um, yeah, we can hope. Anyway, I've massively derailed this. I'm sorry, guys. Mm. So, What are we talking about? Hobby. What are you painting? What are you working on? Oh, yeah. I So I printed a Noga. So the thing with 3D printing is like... <laughs> no, I'm going to go into that. Yeah, no. Um, I did a butcher. I did a Noga butcher for my Ogurami. So that's one model closer to being finished as well. No, that's um, sweet. Some awesome spatter effects on that as well. Yeah, I, I without it the model is yeah it, it adds a lot to the model I think I think I had to do quite a lot the the model the base model was quite basic I had to sort of stick arrows into him to make him look a bit different and I think the blood spatter adds a lot of texture which I think they would be quite flat without it but yeah I think it worked the whole army looks awesome Ben Ben has this problem where he goes to town on basing and uses so many elements I remember when you were painting your wear team for Tombstone. And you're just like so stressed because your bases were so elaborate. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that one was actually quite a lot. I had like cobwebs on, didn't it? Oh yeah, the cobwebs. Oh, I forgot about the cobwebs. To be fair, it's something I actually want to increase. I want to do more for basing. I don't feel like I do enough in some aspects. For some things, I think the ogres are enough. But like, I think I'd the say, ogres I think are more than enough. Pretty basic. I think it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got like 75 of the same type of model. I know, True, you yeah, you can't really afford to go. The basing on the vehicles looks sweet, though. Uh, yeah. That's that's cool. But yeah, I think for generic infantrymen, probably not worth doing too complicated a base. Because those guys are already on the table for about 45 minutes. And that's only because one turn is 45 minutes in 40k. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just get deployed <laughs> to be removed. Regarding basing, though, it's like so this the, the ogre bases all it is really is just height height and then texture and then tufts it's not aren't you using like three different types of tufts as well yeah if you mix them up i think that adds a lot yeah 
I, yeah. I love fancy basing. Cork is the answer. Yeah, exactly. Cork. Just add, just add height with cork and cover it all up with, you know, junk. And stick <laughs> grass on actually it. Actually true. Every time we go to Ikea, I always pick up a three-pack of, like, the pot things with corks on. And Tiff's like, yeah. you've picked up cork again, haven't you? But I'm like, I need it. She's like, why do you need it? And I was like, I'll give it to Ian so that he can make things pretty. Um, because Ian just goes to town on his bases as well. He adds some serious height to his. Like his Uruk orc dragon thing was just on. Yeah, like, he does. Um, so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So that's what you've been working on. I have actually been painting um, some of my Blood Bowl teams. I have mm. based and primed and started base coating both the Nobility team and my Black Orc team. I'm going with a kind of uh, red and bronze for the Black Orcs because Tiff suggested I didn't like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was before I realized the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to be playing against Green Bay in the NFC Conference Championship games. That's, that's a conflict of interest. Um, but no, got them on the go. Actually finally painted my Ogre Troll dude with bright red hair as well. This is very, very basic, but printed that miniature. Really like it. It's got character. Um, been trying to do trying to do orc skin and make it look like actual skin, and are trying to use like a, a blend of dark green and uh, a contrast flesh shade, and, mm -hmm. and it just it still looks flat. So I've got some work to do on that, but I've been painting those guys um, and printing stuff that I have yet to paint. I think that's kind of something I need to slow down on. Um, although I took the kind of week off for printing except now because I'm about to print some stuff for somebody else I was like well I want to print things um, yeah <laughs> it's my do it. yeah I know so now all the times you printed stuff for me Ben I really appreciate it um, okay because it is work like it's awesome um, so yeah got that got that got at least one secret project I'm painting and then there's another project that I started printing but it didn't work which was a pain in the. It was a play, um, pain in the resin tray, should we say? Um, that's because yeah. I am bad at doing the supports. I am just terrible at doing the supports, and um, I'm just too impatient. I don't it's have time. Fun. I don't have time to do it. This is it. Like, yeah. I don't have time to sit there. Like, I want to spend forty-five minutes. It takes me forty-five minutes to choose miniatures to print. I want to. I, then I don't want to spend another twenty minutes per miniature moving yeah, the stupid supports that have decided to populate between their teeth and stuff i'm like why have you done this i know you're supposed to start from the ground up but i'm just far too impatient for that but anyway um a bunch of these models failed it's very sad um and yeah it's, it's okay i had to clean the machine and everything but that's fine hopefully it'll print this i've put a big print on overnight with a with the rat ogre and the dude, so hopefully that prints out okay. Because wake up to the vat of disappointment. Ah, oh, yeah. Isn't that the way? That's still pretty cool. Though. It's still pretty cool. So that's that's me for hobby, really. Ben, anything else for you? No, I think that's it. Um, good chat. Yeah, man. All right, let's let's it's move a good topic. on. It is a, it is a good topic. We had a massive like chat in the group chat about the whole printing element, but it wasn't really about printing. It was about third party miniatures. So I'm sitting yeah, there with my Blood Bowl hat on going, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I have every Games Workshop team. And then, like, I just I just get the Games Workshop team. And then I look for my real team afterwards. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I've got, like, three dwarf teams. And I don't envisage myself really ever playing dwarves again, ever. Um, but, you know, I've got the second edition team. I've got the current edition team. 
And I've got the Fanath team, which is amazing. I love the Fanath team. So I love the Fanath team a lot, actually. Um, yes, right. Blood Bowl 7s. We'll be right back. Okay, so we've put this off for far too long. We've known about Blood Bowl 2020 for ages. We absolutely love Sevens. We try and run at least one Sevens tournament every year. We have a YouTube show dedicated to Sevens. We love Sevens. It's probably, in my opinion, the best way to play Blood Bowl. But with the addition change, the NAF rules that kind of unify Sevens um, were left out of date. They are left a bit out of date. They need to be updated to the current edition. So we kind of waited. We kind of put it off because actually we're like, we'll focus on 11s. We'll focus on the core game for a bit. Uh, then we can start exploring all the craziness that we love. Sevens, mixed teams, Dungeon Bowl, you know, all the cool stuff um, that we really love delving into. So we waited and the NAF isn't quite there yet. So we just went ahead and modified the NAF's uh, sheet so what we did was we literally just took the NAF sheet from last year. So the NAF, who are the kind of unofficial governing body of Blood Bowl. They do a great job ranking games and just providing advice to keep it from being utterly ridiculous. They, they do a good job. They do a good job of that. So I took their sheet. There was two-page rulebook from last time just saying, here's what sevens is. These are the rules around it and updated a few bits to make it in line with Blood Bowl 2020. So for those of you that don't know what Sevens is, it is a quick play variant. I mean, how long do the games take, Ben? Uh, an hour. Yeah, an hour tops. An hour and a half. Yeah. Hour, I think it's less than that. Not even right? an hour and a half. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'd say yeah. an hour max. Yeah, I think um, you can you can get a cheeky game of Sevens in real quick if, um, if you're familiar with it. So it's a format that's played on a smaller pitch, um, it's 20 squares by 11 wide, where a normal Blood Bowl pitch is 26 squares and 15 squares wide. Um, you don't deploy in the center. You've each got like a third of the pitch you deploy in. You've got a line of scrimmage, but you don't start in combat. So there's no free blocks basically at the start of the game, which means that agile teams and things like that aren't uh, massively penalized immediately. On top of that, there's two big changes. One is the reason it's called sevens is because you only have seven guys on the pitch any one time. And uh, the second bit is that re-rolls are double the price. So mm -hmm. it ends up being a lot quicker because you've got a lot less players, the pitch is smaller, and you're not re-rolling stuff quite so much. So if you want to see what Bubble Sevens was like in um, the old format, please just have a look at Seven Super Series, which we've done two seasons of. Um, because Sevens as a game hasn't really changed, but the rules are the old rules rather than new rules. But put together this document. So, um, I don't know, Ben, what do you think? Is there much point in going through actually more stuff about Sevens? Or do you think... Um, <laughs> let's skip the segment, on to the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like talking about what Sevens is, the rules and things like that. Um... Probably not. That should be. It's probably best. I, I think most people are familiar with sevens. Do we do a brief overview? I mean, yeah. you've kind of already covered that, really. Yeah, but... I think that's the most of it. You get six hundred k to make your team. You can't have any star players. You can't have any infamous coaching. Uh, you can't have extra training as an inducement. Uh, you can have basically everything else, and your teams can be from um, anything. 
you know the the well i've adjusted this bit for the 27 official games workshop teams and the two additional naf recommended teams slan and demons of corns because we're up to 29 teams now which is absolutely sweet 27 unless you know but i recommend the naf teams i think they're pretty fun no one else plays yeah. like those two teams they're pretty sweet um in sevens a team may not have fewer than seven or more than 11 players and you only play seven on the pitch. Oh, gosh, goodness. The the most key thing is you get naught to four specialist players. So you yes. don't just pick your team. You can only have four positionals. Everybody else has got to be a line person. Um, so one of your naught to twelves. So ah, this is one of the things I didn't tweak, but I do think needs to be addressed um, because there's a, a bunch of teams that I think this really penalizes. The old sevens rules was you have your standard team roster, but it's all the positionals are halved rounding up so you know for a skaven team you could have one blitzer and two gutter runners uh you know it was good for other teams like nurgle because you could still run like two pesticles two warriors and a beast you could still take stuff but it made it um tougher for some of the other teams it's an interesting one the naf changed to only for total positionals and you can have whichever ones you want according to your normal team so if you want four gutter runners you can take four gutter runners because you can have four gutter runners but you can't have four blitzers for example with skaven um i i don't know i like that ben from a from a list point of view i mean what do you think about naught to four specialist versus half limit i think i I'm not sure. I don't because I haven't played the half limit variant. I can't really say. I can imagine gutter runners becoming obscene. Um, I, I actually do like the uh, sort of like one. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, what am I talking about? The other way around. So like, I haven't played the half limit. Gutter runners can be obscene. Gutter runners are. I don't know where I'm obscene. going with this. Right. What am I talking about? Well. What the, am I talking about? <laughs> it's the the zero to four total versus just half. Now I think the the big thing that's changed is that Renegades, Underworld, Old World Alliance now exist. These guys have got more positionals than they used to. Their team is each of their teams is mostly made up of positionals. So OWA only being able to take four positionals means they're basically that really they struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. The fun bits of Underworld now is you get, you know, some Skaven and then the Snotlings as well. Um, it, and, and yeah, it, it's a tricky one. That, but then again, if you put in half positionals rounding up, OWA could just absolutely load up with all the different positionals. It's it could it's, it would definitely it, give them the flavour they uh they would kind of like they would keep their flavor which they have yeah it's, it's really interesting that's the one thing for me that i that doesn't quite sit right but i don't know what the i, don't yeah, know what like I think i remember taking the amazon sevens team with just four four blitzers <laughs> and it was just really ah, it's, four, four, four blitzers is all you take in the uh in the full 11s team anyway so yeah that's <laughs> true yeah it's just, just, just playing level. 11s team again yeah, basically yeah. all the good bits but no that's the only thing that actually is worth looking at i did actually do a poll in the facebook group for sevens a while ago saying actually which do you prefer for the new edition naught to four positionals total or half positionals and it was overwhelmingly in the way of naught to four um it's just that interesting yeah i know i was quite surprised by that we've got nearly 500 people in there now i think only like 100 responded or something but it was quite quite a majority was towards actually stick to how it is now um but there are some teams that lose out on that but i think in any format there are some teams that win and some teams that lose from a list building point of view. 
it's hard to do a, a fits all. It is a fits all approach, isn't it? It's really hard. It's just about what you, you know. Sevens has got two goals. It's to be fast and simple, but feel like blood bowl. Having zero to four <laughs> leans way harder to the fast and simple rather than the feels like the blood bowl team. But for the majority of the teams, we must be talking like twenty-four of the teams. It's absolutely fine. Like it's just yeah. Snotlings, OWA, Pact, and Underworld that kind of get hindered. Everyone else, you basically get to to feel like your team. Anyway, that rerolls are doubled, and uh, the NAF rules said. Did we mention seven players are poorly trained? It's very highly recommended that tournaments severely limit skills and ban leader. I love leader in sevens. I think it's a legit choice. Um, and I don't. I think one re-roll is fine, especially with the new Blood Bowl 2020 rules where you can stack re-rolls in a turn. But I don't think it's important. The whole idea of sevens is that it's quick, it's fast. You learn how to play without re-rolls, which is incredibly good training um, for the real game. And it's just a way to get a game of Blood Bowl in within about 45 minutes. Because we used to yeah. film two games in about three hours. Um, right. Yeah, and the tournament, you could do five games in a day. We yeah. did a tournament in an evening with three games. We did do a tournament. We did We did a couple, actually. Yeah. We helped. We hosted some down at um, in Southampton as well. A couple of yeah. sevens nights with three rounds of sevens in, in a three-hour window. That was sweet. That was really good. So that's why I love sevens. You get more games in. So those games of Blood Bowl where you get stacked in the first quarter and then you have to grind it out for the next 12 turns, doesn't matter. You lose a game of sevens, you've lost it in 35 minutes, uh, which means you've got time to go grab a cup of tea and then rack up again. It's It, it feels it that good. Quick, really good. quick play element for me. Anyway, just wanted to give a quick brief on sevens. So that's all the difference. That and there's a, a different pitch and the kickoff is slightly different you roll 2d6 and take the lowest to make sure it stays on the smaller pitch changes in blood bowl 2020 so uh should we talk about the kickoff table ben yeah that's a good one so blood bowl 2020 changed the kickoff table the kickoff table that was in the NAF document was the old kickoff table with a couple of adjusted zones so blitz was changed perfect defense was changed and uh was it high kick was changed as well i think um i've got the rules yeah, i think right it was still in there wasn't it uh it was defensive shift offense so four five and ten changed i think high kick was five perfect defense oh, was of course because you can't cross over and pick it up in the yeah, yeah yeah so those were the kind of the three that were changed so what i've done is i've just taken the blah blah 2020 kickoff table and changed blitz with charge which is the kicking team's coach chooses a number between zero and three all players on the kicking team move directly forward this number of squares this is a free move ignores player movement and does not require activation or rush attempts um instead of blitz i what do you think about that ben what do you think about charge versus blitz i love it i love it so much love it i think the thing I don't... Sorry, that does mainly... I should say I should love it because I hate Blitz. But <laughs> um, I I think it's a bit weird that you choose one, two, or three because I don't think I've ever seen anyone not choose three or none. It's either three or zero, isn't it? It's either three or zero, yeah. The one or two is kind of a bit redundant. It could just say up to. It feels a bit weird to say like one, yeah. two, or three. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah. Maybe it's to do stop you doing weird formations, but... So... I, I'm with you. Blitz can be absolutely devastating, but I have seen some feedback uh, that says um, I, I 
think it I may have been George, it may have been somebody else, I'm not sure, who said actually what we do is we use the rule book, but where it says D3 plus 3, we use D3 plus 1 instead. So for Blitz, it's you get to Blitz action, you get to make a Blitz turn using D3 plus 1 of your team, which normally ends up at like 2 or 3 guys. He said, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And sometimes if you've got a midfield kick, you can swoop in and, and catch the ball. But you leave two players then out in the open yeah. or you leave four players out in the open. And in sevens, there's no line of scrimmage. So the receiving team does not get free blocks. They normally get the first opportunity at a blitz, but at six squares away. Whereas if you've got charge or if you use blitz, you've got some guys who are within first striking range. And it's really like I love the dynamic, the the dynamic, the dy- dynamicness of that. I don't know. I think that the blitz. No, I like that. Using blitz, using D three plus one instead of D three plus three, it keeps the kicking table closer to Blood Bowl twenty twenty rulebook, and I think does make it quite an interesting option. Now, yeah, if you run in there with a with a gutter runner and three linemen, you're going to get the ball, but. You are massively within immediate swamping and blitzing range. So I think that's it's something... It's like... Um, I, I think it's definitely more interesting than charge, for sure. Um, and more beneficial to every team, whereas charge is like, if you're a bash team, you go. If you're not, you don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or if the ball is landing short, you use charge, and then everybody's in the in the way for the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did like that. I thought that was a really cool shout, and I I, I do like that. Um, otherwise, the rest of the re- the kickoff table is the same. Uh, four is now a defensive shift. All players on the kicking team are allowed to move one square. So this is, I think, instead of perfect defense, or though it's not called perfect defense in Blood Bowl 2020, it's called good defense, or you know, above average defense, or something. I can't remember <laughs> what it's actually. It's, it's called like decent defense where you get to redeploy d3 plus three players instead of the entire team um which is which is okay this way you just get to move everybody one square which i think i think it's actually quicker i I like that Uh, yeah i prefer that as well i find often um yeah no i think i because yeah no i was gonna say often a perfect defense can really slow the game down um but you kind of said that it's quicker it's better it's better suited for sevens for sure Oh, here we go. It was actually Tom Killingbeck um, who said about D3 plus one instead. And you can pretty much use the uh, kickoff table. Um, and yeah, it was quite it was good. Good thread on the on the sevens community, actually talking about it. Uh, the other one is offensive motion, which was instead of high kick, which is the receiving team's coach may reorganize his players. Which actually thinking about it, that should probably be re- redone as their players. Um, in line with the rest of the rules but yeah i mean offensive motion i i don't feel like it ever really did stuff in sevens but like you said ben you can't really have high kick so it's probably it's probably the best and you know what having underwhelming roles on the kickoff table is is perfectly fine because we've all been there like ben said where you don't all have to change the game yeah we've all been perfect defensed and we've all been blitzed to, old school blitz oh, yeah. the old school <laughs> blitz which is why i'm running slan in our local league because woohoo two plus sleep <laughs> on the blitz get the ball i love a blitz yeah it's awesome just i love leaping in in the old school rules right so those are the only changes to the kickoff table i don't i don't you know i like the idea of actually sticking as close to the original kickoff table as possible but perfect defense doesn't really do a lot 
uh, offensive motion high kick literally does nothing unless you said I don't know what do you think about this Ben unless you said high kick if you can just choose one player on your team to redeploy in your backfield so you can you can't cross the yeah so you, but you can move him close to the ball or if the ball is landing in your backfield you can move him underneath the ball yeah no I think that works that actually yeah. sticks quite close to the rule book as well all right just select one player to redeploy anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. anywhere within your deployment zone, which would be quicker and would kind of tie in with it nicely. Anyway, as for the the kickoff table element of that, given what we talked about, do you think there's anything else that needs tweaking there? I don't think so. I think it works. It's you know, if it ain't broke, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix. I think we address the things which might be broke. So I think wouldn't change anything other than that. So, the next thing to talk about, though, is the prayers to Nuffle table. So, that's mm -hmm. now here on a result of a six, uh, is you roll on the prayers to Nuffle table. Now, I've put in their exhibition version, because obviously there's two versions of the prayers to Nuffle table. We did a whole blimmin' show, but we joined by Triplo, Ian Triplo, and we talked about it. Um, I put to use the exhibition prayer version rather than the one with the SPP stuff, although we liked some of those. They were significantly un not, not balanced, Ben. Did you think that was about right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> some some are great. Some are so not great. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it, well, 100, page 103 for the prayers to Nuffle table. There we go. Um, treacherous trapdoor. So if we use trapdoors in sevens, we'd have to allocate a trapdoor square. Until the end of this half, every time a player enters the trapdoor and a one, it falls open and they're removed as if they've been pushed into the crowd. Friends of the ref, I don't know. The Preston Nuffle table doesn't add a huge amount, I don't think. Mm. But if it's in the main rule book, I mean, I guess the question for you, Ben, is when it comes to sevens, do you think moving away from the rules for the sake of simplicity is better or worse for most players than sticking as close to the core rules as possible? Can you repeat that again? Then come through. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Can you repeat the question? Um, yeah. yeah. When it comes to sevens, do you think it's more beneficial to make it different but simple, or to keep it as close to core Blood Bowl 2020 as possible? I don't think it has to stay close to core 2020. I, I think it can be its own thing. I think it definitely helps. For, I think the reason you're playing sevens is for the sort of simplicity of it. So I think if you want to keep it close to core 2020, you could play core 2020. I don't think it has to be core 2020 with less players. I, I, I'm more in favor of, you know, simplifying it, making it the speedy, rapid game. Because in that, in that way, then using a lot of the old kickoff table would probably be the best way around. Uh, you know, having weather on a seven and cheering fans and cheering fans or brilliant coaching on six and eight to get that reroll advantage instead of the prayers to nuffle table. Because, like I said, I don't know if the prayers to nuffle table is going to add a lot. One of you gets stab, you know, one of you gets loner, but plus one armor and stuff. It's it's characterful. Yeah, it's but... a shame. But I'd like to sort of go the other way and move prayers and nuffle into Bloodborne 2020 to happen more. Like it'll be good to put it in there more often and keep sevens the simple one do you know what i mean yeah like why not change six or uh, seven on a yeah seven on a weather table 
whatever it is um and the kickoff pressed enough along a seven for 2020 yeah interesting it's interesting isn't it anyway this is it's nice to know that actually one part sevens that you are kind of stuck with is the kickoff table so we've we've done tournaments with sevens and i think every time we've done a tournament with sevens people have gone uh kickoff table what's uh what's this one yeah what's this one that's why in my mind i was like actually it's close to bleep, 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 20 or 20 as possible would probably be better um then we yeah. go and add fancy things to most kickoff tables so uh, i don't know like it's kind of <laughs> i'm kind of kind of contradicting myself especially for tournament play, especially oh, yeah. for tournament play. Yeah. you want to keep things simple and straightforward and avoid questions so we talked about the format we talked about the kickoff table let's just hypothesize now okay ben in Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. in Blood Bowl 2027s, what teams do you think are going to benefit from the changes in BB 2020 when it comes to sevens? Who's so, going to profit? The really core one, I guess, is passing, right? Mm-hmm. We saw passing happen probably more in sevens, would you say? It, there was always kind of like because it's the smaller pitch, you a lot of your passes are quick, and that happened actually quite often. I remember. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. And the cool thing is that yeah. even though the passing changes have happened, quick passes are are probably the only one that's all right now. So yeah. in that regard, it's going to be okay. But sorry, carry carry on. So I think in a way those teams will benefit more, and I. Th- feel like those teams are already kind of doing well in sevens so maybe they might win more that's just literally that's hypothesizing out of nowhere which is what we do best and <laughs> absolutely that is, <laughs> that is just my gut feeling from what we've played of sevens is agile teams i feel have an advantage um i think so i think i think i think you're right um I mean, Nurgle, bless them, have got significantly worse. But when it comes to sevens, I think the pro elves are pro elves and Skaven are yeah. big winners. Um, yeah, I and mean, humans now they're throwing is better. Oh my I goodness, think they're still do humans very well, as well. And they're very fast. Yeah, yeah. definitely humans. Uh, that cheeky passing two plus, and the rest of the team just stayed good. We do move an eight catcher who just sprints in the end and catches it. Yeah. yeah, that's the cool thing about the positional limit is if you want to catch her and you want to throw her, you can only take two blitzes, which does kind of balance you out. It means you can't take an ogre then and a halfling. Um, it's kind of... I think I think a two-humor catcher-thrower human team... Uh, yeah, two-blitzer catcher-thrower human team is a really solid one for sevens. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just a shame you can't get the halfling in there. Oh, Ben, what if you just remove the positional limit for stunties? Um, well, they're just free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just say uh, stunties don't count uh, towards the lot to fall positionals. That, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say why not, because that sounds more fun. That would fix goblins, who struggle in sevens, because you want to take the trolls, but if you take a troll, you can't take the special weapons. Yeah, it would goblins mean, are fixed. It would mean humans could take halflings, orcs could take goblins, so they could have four black orc and three goblin build. <laughs> Pact can take the goblin. Pact can take the, the goblin creature. for free. OWA can take a halfling. Um, yeah. Underworld gets the nothing, so that's fine. Uh, they get snotlings. Oh, they get snotlings because snotlings are f- a stunty. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. We may have solved sevens here. Uh, it would be stunties slight, don't count. Slight, yeah, stunties don't count towards the positional limit. Um, naught to four specialist players, which is naught to twelve people, or don't have stunty or have stunty. Because that would. That would be interesting because then a human team could take a halfling. Like they could go ogre, blitzer, thrower, catcher, halfling, lineman, lineman. 
and then you kind of get more of the character. Uh, mm. oh, oh, guys, let, let us know what you think about that one because I think I think that's quite exciting because I want to do the Blood Bowl 7's lists videos, but until we know what the, kind of the format is, I want to go ahead. Although I think what we're going to have is I think 7's is going to be decentralized for a little while. Um, so I kind of want to create a yeah. hub. So at the moment, that's our Facebook page because actually I think there's going to be several different formats uh, and I don't think it'd be that's good to get great. A, yeah, it'd be good to get one that people agree on. Yeah, sure. even if it's not the best, even if it is not to four, but mm-hmm. stunties don't get to have fun. Um, like that's fine, but that's the tweak I like the idea of. But so winners, yeah, cheeky passing two plus teams. Um, yeah. They do good. Losers of sevens who've gone down in the sevens power rankings essentially because power rankings are uh, a new thing. As- all of our winners losers 2020 stuff dark elves do go down quite a lot i think in this Ooh. in my opinion i know you really like dark elves but i i remember dark elves and sevens being really tricksy you know what milton they... is like they're the original tier four team team for milton when it comes to sevens <laughs> he, he he plays them he played them in tournament and he played them at uh touchdown tuesdays as well our sevens club and yeah didn't didn't go on well with them um, oh, so maybe they maybe they would get better then if they're coached by Milton. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. That passing angle uh, definitely hurts the team. Nurgle, I think, just got worse in general. Yeah, um, for sure. And with the positional so, restrictions, if the seven meta becomes more passing related. Maybe Nurgle could be good. Well, a cheeky a bit of disturbing presence. presence. Um, I think shut it down a bit. I think they just load up on pesticles uh, and have a good time. Actually, when it comes to sevens, yeah, that's true. One. Teams rely a lot on rerolls. Struggle. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Stunties do okay. I think that Snotlings have got way better in Blood Bowl 2020 in a pitched fight because they've got numbers, they've got strength, they've got shenanigans. I think the positional limit hurts them. Um, the Bombardier yeah. can't quite do so much stuff. Skills are limited, so they can't have a lot of freebie skills to make their big guys better or to make their little guys better. I think that hurts them. That said, I still think the the, the Stilty and or the Fun Hopper will do well in sevens, uh, especially yeah, as you've I think got swarming, which will be quite good in this edition for sevens. Yeah, I think swarming has a bigger impact in sevens for sure. Uh, we saw that at Mega Bowl because a lot of people yeah. say a lot of people, three or four people took Snotlings as their second team, uh, like the second half of their half team, and in sevens that cheeky ability to add an extra D three players. Uh, was awesome in sevens because you just seeing games going on now which is like wait you play it wasn't in sevens games what is this why have you (laughs) yeah why have you got 30 players between you every Uh, square is taken up (laughs) yeah that wasn't rules that was just cheating and that's awesome to see and very thematic for a blood ball thing especially when it comes to snotling coaches um yeah so snotlings are taking a bit of a hit uh i don't know if orcs with the animosity they're going to find it a little bit whether the stretch plays are going to hurt them quite so much because they don't have the amount of positionals to brawl like they used to yeah maybe that's why i think taking that stunty yeah, orcs really rely on really stacking up don't they like yeah. an orc so you have like two linemen usually like to have <laughs> yeah. in sevens yeah you really limit yourself yeah so it's four orc blitzers is probably the optimum build um yeah that's all right because you're strength four yeah, and then if you have to, uh, if you have to do a stretch play, animosity is going to get in the way. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So my next question for you, Ben, is what team are you looking forward to most in running in sevens in Blood Bowl twenty twenty? 
See, for me, it would probably be Blackhawks. Really? That's, yeah. That's hilarious, because my team is Imperial Nobility. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and Ben's running Nobles, and I'm going to be running Blackhawks in League. So that's amazing. So why the Blackhawks in sevens? What are you thinking? I think the um, the positional thing barely changes them. You're still taking Max Blackhawks and then you Goblins. Um, and I, I just think you can really play on their board control even harder because the speed like you can catch up along the pitch um a little bit easier we mentioned teams can run away they definitely can in sevens but because it's narrower you're catching up speed is definitely you know even if you're moving five it doesn't really matter um if you've got four guys you can spread them across the pitch so there is uh you, you, there is small gaps, but Black Orcs are movement, they're strength four. So you're quite right. If you've got four Black Orcs yeah. spread across, someone can squeeze by for a turn, but then you've got two strength four guys bearing down on them. Yeah, and I think it plays more into grab quite nicely because um, there's, a, there's a couple of things like, yeah, grab I think is really cool for control. Might be cooler in my mind because I haven't played with them yet. <laughs> But I it love is the idea really of good. just using grab to proper control the board. Grab is really good. Now in sevens, it's there's there's a lot more open space, um, but yeah, like you say, grab in sevens is going to mean that you can put the guys exactly the opposite place of where they want to be. Whether it's farming them yeah. off into a second block or just removing them away from the danger and forcing them to run around, and that's going to cost them half their movement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. But also, the other thing. Is <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah, strength four is huge. The last thing was that because brawler come is like rerolls are so expensive. Brawler is kind of a blocking reroll. I think that's quite valuable to have. That for is... sure. I think brawler is a really nice skill in sevens. I think you're right. Won't be so good for the blitz, obviously, because it doesn't count. But yeah, once you've got a guy in place, yeah, I like that. See, I'm excited for the nobility because I've run sevens. I've run Bretonians in sevens, and I am aware that Bretonians and nobility are not the same team. Uh, but one thrower, two nobles, sorry, two blitzers, uh, you know, and then it leaves you one wildcard spot. So maybe you take a second thrower, maybe you take a bodyguard, because wrestle is a sweet skill in sevens, massively yeah. so. Um, and having two block catch means you've got your stretch game sorted. I, I like the thrower. I know the thrower is not good. But I also think that running pass will be incredibly useful in sevens. Yeah, actually, I hadn't considered that. Probably more so than 11s by a long shot, uh, because there's a ton mm. of combat in 11s. In 7s, there's not a ton of combat. Actually, one guy for one guy is a massive, like, it's a massive boon. If you've got three guys loose in an 11s pitch, there's plenty of space, you're probably going to be right. In 7s, if you've got three guys loose, that you're going to die. And um, being able to just run a couple of squares, take a cheeky 3++ pass to your dude and then go tag the next person in line and then blitz immediately with that blitzer and have your support there. Boom. You know, I think they're going to combo yeah. really well. Cool. And you've got one wildcard spot there for your uh, fourth positional, which I suppose technically should be a bodyguard. Are they agility three, Ben? Uh, they are, yeah. It's oh. only the lineman. Well, then, uh, no, Ogre. Oh well, yeah. Take the ogre. Take the ogre. Ogre, two blitzers, a you know sub path thrower, and a bunch of chaff linemen. It's going to be a really interesting challenge, and I think they're going to do all right because those movement seven blitzers are sweet. And yeah, they're they're 
you know, your position is limited. Blitzers are two, uh, the noble blitzers are two positions in one. You get yeah. your catcher and your blitzer. So, exactly. yeah, you're right. I think, I think nobles are going to be pretty fun. Plus, we didn't get to run them in our last season. So, we both picked teams we are that are new teams and we want to see them uh, in that. And, well, we were going to start filming, but then the lockdown happened. Um, because, yeah. yeah, nobles, blackhawks, snotlings are all going to be appearing in the next season of uh, seven super series very excited yeah i cannot wait man it's going to be really 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 cool really really cool um right i think the last question for you is do you think we will see a legitimate games workshop expansion for sevens i don't think we can rule it out they definitely mentioned it in the rule book in the main rule book they mentioned sevens they acknowledge its existence along with dungeon bowl um I think Ooh, that's already ball. a big sign because they don't tend to talk about stuff they're not planning on doing. So. While I do think they have done a bit more tongue-in-cheek stuff, I think they do tend to um, do and mention stuff a little bit more with community and things. But I just, yeah, I, I just think they foreshadow a lot. They do a lot of foreshadowing, for sure, and they, they know the hype train is fast, and yeah, people they, they all do. want to board the hype train. So what we need to see is a Games so, Workshop Blood Bowl 7's pitch from Potato Cam, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Several variants I'm, of the official I'm rules sure appealed. You know. What's that? Sorry, I, sorry, I was going to say, I'm, overall, in the question, will we see a legit expansion? I think overall I'm going to go with no, but I wouldn't indefinitely rule it out. I would love it. It would be awesome. Um sevens pictures you can you get a, a cheap one printed for 10 pounds by going to a printer and cutting it down yourself or get an expensive one but we really need to get ours restocked but we've been waiting to find out what the kickoff table is going to be before we get the restock because we don't want to have yeah. the old kickoff table and because we did that once already with the old passing template um but yeah it says they're in the rule book on page eight oh. several variants of the official rules appeared as well including bits blitz bowl and sevens two amateur versions of the game so Blitzball we've got, Sevens we haven't. Oh, all they'd have to do is print Sevens pitches. That's all they have to do. Sevens pitches, put the rules in a White Dwarf. That's £75 for a White Dwarf as well. They've made a load of money. Um, You know, boom. That's all they have to do is print cardboard Sevens pitches. Maybe we should. It'll be easy and it'll be great. Yeah, it's just the way forward. It'll be great. I love Sevens. It's really accessible as well. I don't know if we touched on it, but Sevens is a really good way to start and get into the game because it's simpler, it's quicker, less daunting. It's great. I just so love it. It would, really would be good to see the support. You get to play more games. Um, I, I can see yeah. them. I can see them going for it. I really can. So fingers crossed. Because um, I don't really care how they do it. I think it'd just be sweet to get more games in. Right, Ben. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to mention on Sevens before we take a quick break? I think that's it. All right. play Sevens. Now. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, so good news. There are tournaments returning to the world. Not in the UK, but that's okay for now. Um, so if you caught this month's uh, monthly meta, I looked at three tournaments on there because they're some of the first we've seen uh, for Blood Bowl 2020. Two of them have now finished, and I thought it would be good to catch up with Ben and just talk through some of the tournaments that have already started and what kind of we expect to see moving forward and look at see who won those matches, uh, which is actually quite cool to get to see. So uh, the first one we saw was, and I've got the little NAF page up here, which was the Big V 
Um, or no, it wasn't. It was the Little V 2021 run by Johnny Wilkinson in Victoria, Australia. So this was one day, three games using the new Blood Bowl 2020 rules. Um, did he put the rule set here? Oh man, thought I was thought I was prepared for this. Uh, all right, let's do this button because it would be cool to look at. They made a really lovely rule set for it. Really lovely. Uh, nice graphic design. Yeah, it's just really lovely. Really, really well done. Here we go. I put the wrong link in. There we go. But fortunately, the link is on their page. So they had the players pack. They put it together. It was a three-round tournament. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to look at the, bu the budget and the skills because that tends to control everything so they had a 1.15 million budget so 1,150k a minimum of 11 players including star players which is not usual for europe but i think it's kind of it is quite a popular format because you get to use star players more it's not something we've ever done is it ben i don't think uh they've usually been handed on right yeah because that's how the rule book says and we try to save our uh, spread away from the rulebook powers by introducing random teams and mixed teams and nonsense but this is a more straightforward one so uh the, yeah at 1150 uh, you can include star players in your 11 the player advancements this is really the interesting one um they went with tier one tier two tier three 36 48 60 spp and you can buy primary skills at six and doubles at 12 um can't remember if it was stacked or not yeah you can stack skills so ben we've got the new rule system um we've historically done basically tier one this many regulars this many doubles that kind of stuff this kind of equates mm -hmm. to that doesn't it what do you think about this in the new system i like this a lot um we we, we have touched on how we do this um but i think this is cool i like fact everything fits <laughs> like in tier two isn't getting like two and a half things like they're not oh, forced yeah. into doing anything you can take you know because it's six twelve and then there's you know tier one tier two tier three is like multiples of six and twelve um it all fits really nicely and i think it's a very fair way of doing it secondaries are twice as valuable as primaries in the in normal play twice as valuable here um so so the, there is a there is a funny element here in a league in a in a tournament like this what teams do you think would perform well so basically teams where a single like a bunch of normal skills is going to do well like what, what teams like a tier one team? yeah well just like in, in regular like i always thought dark elves would do well in a format like this because oh like a specific team yeah. even at tier yeah. one that is six dodge skills that is yeah and 150k over one as well so that's um that's basically a roster with four blitzers and two witch elves and yeah. all six of those players have got blodge like that is tight i know they're not throwing like they used to but that is still a real tight list um <clears throat> and that's i do like this way of doing stuff uh because yeah like you said ben actually it's simple yeah and it, and it does yeah. kind of tie in what do you think about the fact that there are no random skills here i think that's fine i think that would cause a huge headache <laughs> In terms of admin, I think if you had random skills, you'd have to do that all on the day. Yeah, I and I, that's I just too much. <laughs> so with random skills, I think we talked about it before or something. The only way you can do it is have people submit their lists days in advance of the event, and then the TO essentially 
randomizes it beforehand. So you turn up and you've got your list. Because if you roll yeah, it on I the think day... Even then it'll cause, yeah. it'll cause some contention between some yeah. players, I think. Terribly sorry. Like, absolutely not. You Everyone's got and... shadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it, is, it is a tricky element to it. Um, okay, so... We've actually seen the results here. Let's move in. We've got the results here. So the little V2021 results after round three. So it's just a three-round game, three-round tournament. We, we like that for 11s. It gives you enough time to enjoy the games, really. You can fit four in a day, but it becomes pretty wearing, and you don't get quite so much time. This way, you get two and a half hours, basically, per game. That's plenty of time. Mm -hmm. So Kemri came in first place with Skaven in second. Human at third. Dwarf at fourth. Underworld at 5th, Halfling at 6th, another Kemri team at 7, Nurgle at 8, ahead of Black Orc, and a Dwarf team, then a Skaven team, then a Snotling team, then a Chaos team, then an Undead team, Nurgle again, and Goblin. So cool that they got 16 teams. I think that was actually due to social distancing restrictions. I think they said there's only a limit to what we can have. Uh, we had 16, I think, at Mega Bowl. So I think kind of similar thing. Um, so would you have expected Kemri to come first place, winning absolutely not incredible i'm so surprised absolutely incredible skaven makes sense human makes sense dwarf makes sense in this format they're tier one that's six regular skills that's a lot of guard okay that's four guard blockers a guard blitzer and a block runner like yeah and there's a lot of there's quite a lot of dodge here uh yeah but like even human might have some underworld, uh, underworld halfling Another Skaven, Snotlings. Black Orc as well. Goblin. Remember half that team. Black Orc, yeah. Probably, yeah, well, they got seven casualties. Um, so, yeah, but 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 Kemri come in first place with four, one to touchdowns, six, four to casualties. I can only assume they won on the, well, they won on uh, touchdown differential. Skaven went six and four for touchdowns over the day. Six touchdowns yeah. over three games is not a lot for Skaven. Um, no, so you kind of expect more. There's yeah. an underworld team with ten. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> ten to three on touchdowns, three to fifteen on casualties. That's amazing. <laughs> that's underworld. Do you reckon that's not things just dying in droves? We've seen that goblin team at the bottom with the casualties. Fourteen casualties. Yeah. Ah, they must have won the murder cup. That's sweet. Yeah. Came last place, but killed the most. Do you hey. reckon they did they play in the rule pack? Did um like chainsaws and fouls count? Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. I think that's the right thing to do. If they end up in the casualty box on your turn, yeah. If they end up in the casualty box on your turn, you get a point for casualties, whether it's surfing or fouling. I think it's just the easiest way to do it, and it's quite yeah. fun as well, isn't it? Um, all right. So Kemri first, Skaven second, Human third, Dwarf, and then Underworld. I think. Apart from the Kemri one, which I'm quite surprised at, uh, I think that's that's fair. You know, Halfling's coming sixth. We saw Joe Solo um, at one of our tournaments do a solid. Was it was it actually Mega? No, was it actually, was it Beachhead? He ended up like uh, yeah, he did run flings in Beachhead. Yeah, yeah, and ended up like top ten or something in a forty person tournament and with with they Halflings like legitimately they, doing it. I think they, they had Ian. Ian played Halflings the other night. Well, maybe last night. Yeah, and, uh, he yeah, went. We just. 2-0 over Kemri. Yeah, which is, they're an all-or-nothing team, I think, aren't they? Sometimes <laughs> they just do everything right. And yeah, win. just run the dice. Cool. So we yeah. saw Kemri come first. Skaven makes a lot of sense there. 13 casualties against is, unfortunately, as a Skaven coach, bang on the money there. 
That's what I expect to see. So that's really cool. So this is the first tournament we've looked at. Kemri getting six. No, they're tier two. So that's 48 SPP. That's four doubles or eight singles, essentially, isn't it? So there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of skills you can take there. Um, haven't got access to the rosters, which is a shame because it'd be cool to look at. Um, to see what they spent their their stuff on because there's a load of load of skills and things you can do so that was little v with kemri coming top second one we're going to look at is the dogs of wargaming cup this was america this was in florida um and this was also 1150 no it wasn't this was the one where uh, team value was based on tiers so tier one was at 1.1 tier two was 1.5 tier three was 1.2 um and included skill and stat buying so primary at 20 secondary at 40 av 10 movement or passing 20k edge at 40 and strength at 80. so what do you think about this format ben where you just basically get x amount to build a team including skills um, I think this works too. I think, yeah, a little bit more complicated than the other. Um, a little bit more maths involved. Maybe a TO would have to do a little bit of, you know, double checking, especially compared to the other one. Um, I do quite like no more than two upgrades. It kind of disincentivizes stacking loads on a one person. Yeah, um, going full Captain America out. on a guy. Yeah, stat upgrades are being allowed, though. That is a thing which Danger I'm not sure. Robinson. I think BB2020 is balanced around them being very rare. Hmm. And so offering them so freely here is a little bit, I don't know. So talked about this one on um, the Monthly Matter and a lot of the comments were like, this is dangerous because Amazons for can just just free roll everybody up to armor 9+. plus. Yeah. Uh, they're like, this just seems risky. I do 10K. like, yeah. yeah. However, for 20k, fixing your nobility thrower then to, to passing 2+, plus, fixing your orc thrower to passing 2+, plus is quite interesting. It, it, I, I like it because it definitely allows for experimentation. I think it's cool to, to have this because then you can see, is that really broken in 2020? It's a cool place to try it. And that's what tournaments are good for. Trying new stuff. I mean, passing our ones. Yeah, passing plus one, plus accurate. Yeah. Or 40k. Does it work? Oh, yeah. One plus quick passes with a reroll. Nobility for the win. Um <laughs> You need two party upgrades on ability. Yeah, there we go. So that was that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like this as well. We kind of used this at Beachhead, where you had X amount of upgrades based on your tier, um, and you can buy stats and things like that. But if you had a stat, you couldn't get a secondary skill. So you could spend all, you know, fifty of your hundred k giving a war dancer edge plus one in the old rules or whatever it was. But you'd have 50k's worth of stats and that was it. And you couldn't double up a skill. So you couldn't build the one turn touchdown stuff. Plus one movement here. Now movement's capped at nine. That does take away the old. Because if I was a Skaven coach and that rule hadn't changed, I'm looking at this thinking, all right, I'll take a 100k gutter runner who's movement 10. Yes, please. <laughs> and then sprint. And I just endlessly run in touchdowns. But that is not the rule anymore. So, um, oh, 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 oh. Oh, I've pressed the wrong button. I actually don't have the end results here, but Tomb Kings won this one as well. Um, with Alpha Wolf, who's played in a couple of our tournaments. Hi, Alpha Wolf, running Amazons. Uh, then uh, Humans with most touchdowns, most casualties, Necromantic. Stunty Cup with Snotling. Uh, best defense with Necromantic as well. Different Necromantic. And then Halfling got the Wooden Spoon. Do have their match results, though, here. 
Um, let's switch to advanced mode. Thank you, NAF. This is where I like a lot of the NAF stuff on the site because you can you can see all the info. Um, you can see all the matches and stuff like that. So there's one game which I thought was amazing. And I don't know if this is a typo or not, but the Snotling team went 4-0 against a human team. <laughs> That's insane. In the first round. Uh, that, must have, that must have purely been horrible dice. Like, I can't see any other way. Imagine? I think I think Snotlings are actually way better than we even thought they could be. Um, you reckon? Yeah, that Snotling went 4-0. Another Snotling lost 2-1. Next round, Snotling won 1-0. That was the same Snotling. So he's 2-0 at the moment after the second round. The other Snotling team lost 3-1 to Lizards. I believe that. Then yep. the Popo went 2-2 against Necro in round three, and the other Snotling team lost again 3-1 against Necro. So I don't know if Necro is a good matchup for Snotlings. But uh, yeah, just cool to see. Absolutely cool to see. But what I wanted to look at is see who this Kemri team played, because they came in... Oh, they're not called Kemri anymore, are they? They're called Tomb Kings. There we go. So 1-0 against Chaos Chosen, 1-0 against Human, and 2-0 against Orcs. That's pretty believable, Ben. Yeah, I can see that. Let's see who Alpha Wolf played. He two owed an Amazon matchup, two one Necro, and then one nil Dwarves with Amazons. Good boy. Like that. Yeah. Like to see that. I mean, it's still Amazons, but you know. Yeah, I know. It's just. And just to see the underdog win. It is. Kind of, it's like that's a rock paper scissors matchup, and sometimes if your scissors cuts a rock, it's just boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. So, uh, Tomb Kings winning, going three zero is pretty cool so two events so the first two tournaments of 2020 both run and won by tomb kings i would not have guessed that at all no we didn't think they're going to be that hot in 2020 so it's cool to see this at first i was like was well, because they got you know eight normal skills like that's just an absolute sweet buff in this one they add 1150 to spend including stats so that's not quite tomb kings struggle to get everything in for a million well you can get the ads you need <laughs> I mean, that makes them pretty good. Actually, Ben, that's a really good point. I'd love to get my hands yeah. on the list for this as well, because, yeah, if they've just Adri, given... Actually, Tomb Kings are suddenly broken. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, is if they've given Edge 3 plus to their bull carriers and then everyone else has just got block. Um, yeah. Because, actually, this is a this is a cost base, isn't it? So doubles are only 40k. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a... Or they've just spammed Brawler. Because always a question for you, Ben. You've got four Tomb Guardians. Would you rather take two block or four brawler? You can meet in the middle and say two brawler and one block. I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I really don't know. Yeah, I know, because block and... Or Mighty Blow Spam is the other one you can go with, uh, with Tomb Guardians. Block and Wrestle are often quite common in tournaments. So Brawler kind of maybe has an advantage there. You just get to re-roll it into a power, I guess. Re-roll into strength. a power, yeah. You've got the strength. I like Brawler. I like Brawler. It is or not as good as Block. Something. But, but yeah, it's 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 quite cool. It's quite cool. So that was the other tournament that has actually been played. There is another one being played on the day this podcast airs. So I thought we'd just have a quick look at that format as well. This is the Hangover Cup in Lustenau, Austria. Uh, it's run by Torsten. Um, da 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 1150 skilling 
This is quite fun, Ben. I think you'll like this. This is another three-round game. Um, after a heavy New Year celebration, most players are quite hungover, so barely know what they're doing. During registration, each coach nominates six players of this te- of their team, and they will get one random primary skill to each of the players' dice rolls made with the TO. Uh, during the lunch break, so players sober up and they get their knowledge back. The coach can now use the following SPP budgets to distribute among players. Stacking secondary skills and stat increases are allowed. Any random skills or stat increases must again be rolled in the presence of the TO. So tier 136, tier 242, tier 350. Um, so game one, you've got six dudes with a random skill. Game two and three, you've got that SPP budget to play. What do you reckon to this one? Because this is kind of like a weird hybrid of the other, of the other two. Yeah, it's kind of like a rapid league, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do quite like this. I think still the random skills in a tournament is a little bit... I, I want to know how this went. Well, if it was smooth, yeah. if it was easy. It hasn't happened it yet. Sound- so. <laughs> oh, this hasn't happened. Yeah, this is going. This is on the 23rd. Um, okay, oh, so I'd like to know how this goes when it happens, <sighs> if people are going to this. Um, it's cool. It's such a cool idea. If you've got like 10 players, it'd be fine. Yeah. I think if you've got 16 plus players and they all need to roll six randoms and then they're all allowed to buy randoms because when you've got these budgets, you're going to buy two randoms minimum, I think. Like two linemen, two randoms, or I can give one block or I can just risk the random twice. Maybe I'll get kick, maybe I'll get wrestle on another guy. Like you kind of, so everybody's going to be rolling at least a couple of randoms. There is going to be that coach that's just like, all right, I'll have uh, all randoms, please. Because you know it's just going to happen. What's that? What's what's random? What's so much out of that? That's so that, much. Yeah, that coach is running either a tier two or a tier three team as well. So that's yeah. like fifteen random skills. <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot. Like you're bound to get something you want. <laughs> I love it. But I think the one thing, the reason I like these three tournaments is because they all kind of go a different angle of showing off a part of Blood Bowl 2020. The first, uh, yeah. 100 agree i think the first one the little v is the cleanest um, yeah oh totally agree for a format i think it is the cleanest i like the variable tv limit of the second one um but and i like the way like i think you said ben actually it gives you a chance to play around with is this player better with a stat up do i need this in league is this a good thing i like that from a competitive point of view i think i also agree with you that it does warp the format a lot mm-hmm. If you can just auto roll that passing two plus, auto take that edge three plus, then you're not really playing your team anymore. If you can play yeah. armor nine plus Amazons, then you're not really playing Amazons. Maybe that's why they beat dwarves. <laughs> Maybe Alpha Wolf. Alpha Wolf is a solid player, so I wouldn't put it past him yeah. to just win his way out. But um, it's you know that's the positive and the downside of that one. Uh, and then this tournament here is making the most of the random skills. And Torsten's a highly efficient kind of guy, so I'm sure he's got it nailed down. He was... Uh, is, is he the guy who ran the World Cup? I think he was, actually. Uh, the name is really familiar, yeah. so I think it was, yeah. yeah. Torsten was vice president, and yeah, of course he was the one organising the World Cup, so... Um, yeah, interesting. So, Ben, Very. Uh, a miracle happens, and we're able to run a tournament in six months' time. What's your chosen format? What, how would you? What would you go for? We're, we're, I'd we're go good. for number one. Yeah, the little V tournament. Yeah, I think, like you say, it's cleanest. I think it's really good. It, it, it's good in the way that it's still Blood Bowl twenty twenty, and 
you're still using like the primary secondary stuff of Blood Bowl 2020 um, with like the SPPs they cost uh, while also because it's still new to people you're not throwing too much into the mix it's not too much to remember you're already remembering new rules yeah and you have got new teams and every team has been adjusted it's not the same team it was yeah. before um, there are a couple that haven't changed a huge amount looking at you dwarf players but uh, <laughs> you know everybody else has changed you know there's new positionals there's restrictions there's new skills there's new, there's literally new skills and there's literally three new teams um so yeah i i, like, I also like the way the little v's done um i i just yeah it's just cool to see these different formats and i'll be interested to see this one so given that there's six random skills and then a bunch of this who's going to win this format then in which one in the most in the uh, yeah hangover cup the one run in austria with the randoms because they're all drunk, which I think is brilliant. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Probably Team King's looking at the other two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Team Kings and Snotlings um, seem to be doing very, very well right now. I, I don't know, man. I think this is an absolute free-for-all. Yeah, I, I, I'm really keen to see how this goes, so I'll keep an eye on this. Cause... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's exciting to see how this goes. But I, I think I'm with you, man. I think I like the first one. It is the cleanest. Um, it's amusing to hear us say that, given the kind of tournaments we run. But it is a new format. And when we went with Beachhead, yeah, we introduced a big guy. But the the actual, I mean, they've got like a 33% uptake of the big guy. Uh, and the winning list took the big guy, which means it might have been a bit too powerful. Um, but... I don't know. It was like you kind of go to a tournament, and you look at the meta, and you build your team to go to that meta, don't you? Yeah. Um, but that first one is the is the cleanest, I think, to the to the to the rule set. Uh, randoms are like this will give you a good feel for that. I give it's all experimentation. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really really cool. I can't wait to run tournaments. I, just, I know I miss them. I just can't. Um, really want to do really want to stream some live tournaments this year but with social distancing even in the pods it's going to be really difficult um that would be mm, that's, think, yeah. that's one thing i really want to do this year is, is live stream some games one way or another um just because that's just that's the next stage that's the next thing you're just no, it's just going to be one step closer to your anchorman dream <laughs> <laughs> it's just one magic competitive stuff but for blood bowl because blood bowl's just the best game in the world with just absolute carnage and the most ridiculous coaches in the world. It's so good. Oh, well. Right. I think I think we're done, Ben. Is there anything else we, yeah. have, we need to talk about? I think that's everything. I think that's everything too. So uh, we will disappear now. There's a NAF tournament. Join in that. That'll be fun. Um, and we've got a painting competition on the go. Join in that. That's good fun as well. Uh, we do have another competition that we actually haven't launched yet. But we need to do that pretty soon. I'll talk to Ben about that after the show. We'll get that launched soon. And uh yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh for the for now, you know, take care, be safe. Um, keep an eye on YouTube because we post content daily, so you can still get your little bit of Blood Bowl fix on the go. And Ben, thanks ever so much for hanging out for a couple of hours and talking Blood Bowl, man. It's wicked. Thanks very much. Uh right. We're gonna disappear now, guys. Thanks very much for watching or listening, and we'll see you again soon. Bye bye.